0: Before we delve into today's episode, I'd just like to say that there is mention of rape, consent, vaginal bleeding, and of course, sex. We also use strong language, so if you feel like any of these topics may trigger you or may be unhealthy for you to listen to right now, then please skip over this episode and come back when we're discussing a topic that suits you better. Thank you. No, let's try one more time. Okay, right. Three, two, one. This, this is, is, this what, is what, what school hasn't taught you. Anna, she's a second late every
1: time. <laughs> right, I promise I'll be, I'll be on time now. <laughs> okay, no, it's three, two, one, then say this it. Is this is, is what... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, Fair three, two, one. This, this is what school is hasn't, what taught taught you. hasn't taught you. Oh, no, I know. what? It's... <laughs> Hello and welcome to what school hasn't taught you. This is a safe space for anyone and everyone. So my name is Malaika, I'm one of the hosts and I'm 20 years old, I'm a university student and I'm really excited to be part of this um, amazing project because it's something I really wish that I had um, to listen to when I was younger.
2: Um, So this podcast is going to be all about what school never covered, all the things that we feel like we missed out on and we kind of want to go back and kind of unlearn, relearn, all of that kind of stuff. And um, so my name's Leah, I'm also one of the hosts. Um, I'm 19 and I'm a university student. We all go university together. And um, I feel like this podcast is gonna be a lot
1: of fun. So today's episode is going to be on sex and sex education. And it's kind of focusing on what school did not teach us about sex, which is evidently quite a lot from everyone's answers that we've had. Um, my name's Anna, I'm 20, I'm also a university student and I'm really excited to be hosting this podcast with Leah and Malaika and I think it's really important that 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 this platform shares this because there currently isn't anywhere that offers this kind of education to which is really really needed so yeah we're really excited to be sharing this with you all.
2: Okay so let's start off with what do we feel like our our personal schools failed to teach us about sex like what did they leave out
1: god all right I'll start Um, because there is there is so much (laughs) to cover here Um, (laughs) so I went to an all-girls catholic school and it was basically short of a convent minus the nuns um we we didn't really receive any sex education until we were in year 10 or 11 which in some cases was quite late for many girls um we did uh we got a condom on a cucumber which I'm not sure what that was really trying to achieve, um, and we weren't taught about contraception or consent um, or really anything along the lines of that. Um, but in primary school, um, we watched the weirdest video about puberty, and the people had no noses. And I just, I still, I still can't get over I that. That's all
0: can remember.
1: That's that is all I can remember. Um, but yeah, thanks to my parents for kind of chipping in and filling in the gaps because I really don't think I'd be in a great place now (laughs) in regards to my sex education. Um, I know, Leah, you went to a Catholic school as well, didn't you?
2: Yeah. So with my school, they didn't even do the condom on the cucumber. None of that whatsoever. Ours was straight, just abstain, abstain, abstain. That was the moral of the story. Um, We had like these two Christian play groups that came in. Like one was in year 10 and it was basically like a play, a girl, a girl and her boyfriend The boyfriend wants to have sex. She's not really sure. She goes, talks to her parents, and her dad's like, well, I waited until marriage. And then the light bulb clicks for her. She decides that she wants to wait till marriage. Um, The boyfriend agrees. He's like, yeah, I was feeling pressured by everybody else and (laughs) everybody else around me having sex. So yeah, let's just wait till we're married. They're like 16. And I was like, fuck, fuck that. (laughs) Um, But surprisingly, that was actually the more mild play. The really extreme play was in um, year 11. So in this case, um, they didn't wait till marriage, they had sex, um, she got pregnant, she went and told the boyfriend, like, oh, I'm pregnant. He was like, Oh, I don't want anything to do with it, I'm not, I'm not taking responsibility. She went to her parents, her parents just kind of ignored her, didn't, didn't receive any support from her parents. Um, so she decided that she was going to have an abortion. Um, and then the boy had an epiphany and was like, actually, I want to be a dad, I want to help the, the keep keep the baby, oh, blah, 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 blah. Goes to tell her this, and she was like, "It's too late. I had an abortion." And that was like the end of the play. And then they had like this kind of um, like fast forward a year down the line or whatever, where they were as people. And it's like, "Yeah, we tried to continue our relationship, but I could never forgive her for aborting my child." She was like, "I could never forgive myself." She got oh. depressed. I think she committed suicide. And I was just oh. like,
1: um Bloody
0: hell, that's a bit far." Such a bad story to tell to yeah. people.
2: Yeah, 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 and I feel like um a lot of people were kind of like um they use that kind of the message that we got about abortion that was something that you could see being played out um in the kind of school corridors with using it as a way to kind of like bully people in a way like there was a girl who allegedly had had an abortion or however many I don't know she wasn't my friend I never she never told me but it's like she would be arguing with another girl and the girl kind of threw in her face like oh well you had five abortions in a year etc 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 and i was just like so messed up your math your maths feels off i was <laughs> gonna maths say awful. very very i like, <laughs> but fucking oh that doesn't sound right like <laughs> But it was just, like, the fact that people are throwing it around. And me, I was always pro-choice. And I used to say that, and he was like, so you're okay with killing a baby? And I was like, no, I'm okay yeah. with aborting a clump of cells, okay? Because my body, my choice. But, um, yeah, I feel like our school was very, very hardcore Catholic. Like, very, very hardcore. I would say bordering on the extremes-ish, maybe, in a sense. Um, it sounds like, it sounds very Yeah, cool. yeah
0: I went to a... um. I went to a grammar school I didn't go to a Catholic school but obviously grammar schools are meant to be known for like academic excellence and you know like the smart people go there and blah 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 but I'm literally telling you now we I don't remember anything to do sex education that we were ever taught all I remember is a condom and a and whipped cream, and I don't know if I'm making the whipped cream part. <laughs> up. I don't know if I'm <laughs> making that up or not. I don't know if that's just Sorry. my mind. I hope, I hope I didn't make that up. But it was um, <laughs> I don't remember.
2: Sorry, the whipped cream thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe that's just... why was that involved? I don't. Maybe ma- I Maybe. hope it I works so that I don't look like a freak. Sure. About the whipped cream, like what the fuck? I, I don't know, Leah. I don't know what to say. I hope, I hope it happened. Otherwise, my mind is really gone to some weird dark places. But no, I don't remember anything. I just feel like we were never really taught. Like all schools had the same shit resources. Like it was just an mm-hmm. like a rubbish. Not like schools don't know know anything about it. Yeah. And they don't tell kids and it's just rubbish because like teenage pregnancy is nothing to be afraid of, I mean I'm ashamed of. Um and I just feel like it's just because people weren't taught that they didn't know what to do like they didn't know the first thing about contraception or the effects of contraception and the pill like the pill really really harms people and it's not spoken about in school even though so many girls are on it so I just think it's just Hmm. a bit of a piss take to be honest
1: yeah yeah I agree I think um I think the pill is not spoken about enough and I have to say only kind of recently did my friends and I have this conversation about the kind of side effects that many people have and they don't speak about, especially, I think it's something that most teenagers worry about, but weight gain, you, people don't talk about it. And yeah. I think there's also symptoms of like mental health, um, so like depression. And I think people are scared to speak out about it because they just think it's normal. And this is yeah. so wrong. That's I think we we in so many things in regards to sex and sex education, we don't speak about it. So then we think it's normal. And I think this is so wrong. And I definitely think this is what we found uh, when we had the question and answer session on our Instagram. Um, a lot of the kind of answers that came in, people people didn't realise that this was wrong. I mean, I don't know what you guys have thought about this, but there's many scenarios that I've encountered and I have just thought
0: it was completely normal. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I think, no, I 100% agree. Go on,
2: Yeah, I think with like contraception, also I don't think we're taught about what types how many, how wide the, there is a variety of different types of contraception. Like just going back to school, all they told us is this is allowed in the Catholic church. This isn't allowed in the Catholic church. Mm. End of story, close the page. This was by our RE teacher, by the way, not even anybody that was a healthcare professional. None yeah. of that. Um, and I remember like speaking to one of my friends um, who was sexually active and she thought that the only types of contraception there were was the pill and the condom. That, that's all she thought that there was and she was having sex. And I was just like,
0: uh, and
2: she wasn't using condoms. And I was like, um Lordy, Lordy,
0: Lordy. and she wasn't
2: asking the boys if they would, they were clean and been tested. But I was just like, Oh God. Can you please like, just please like, I'll send you some links. I'll send you some links, okay. <laughs> <I'll send> You're <laughs> stressing me out. <laughs>
0: um speaking of which you guys sent in um a few questions we had about 20 but we've picked some we've picked some out that we thought would be good to answer on our first episode and the ones that we haven't answered which we may not be uh, qualified to answer we've got a specialist coming in um who is qualified to answer because we don't want to be giving out like spreading misinformation especially on a podcast where we're trying to be helpful so the first question that we had was should you tell a guy it's your first time what do you guys think about that
1: I I think you should I mean this is just kind of my opinion but I
0: think um
1: not only kind of you helping yourself in a way but you're I mean I'd say like sex and sex education is a journey and I don't think you should do it alone like you this is why it's important Mm -hmm. that we have this conversation now because if we don't talk about it you kind of isolate yourself so I think by opening up it's quite a healthy kind of conversation to have so you set kind of expectations and barriers and kind of you you outline what you want from it and I think that's kind of a really healthy kind of thing to have I don't know what what you guys think.
0: Leah what do you think?
2: No I agree I think I mean if you don't want to make like a big deal out of it because I get the anxiety because some guys treat it in a way of like oh now this is like I want to be the first like this is a conquest this is something I need to win like I want to be the one to take this thing from you which also I want to just I hate the term the power move. I hate it. like I hate the whole kind of it's a social construct
0: it's
2: a social 100%. construct yeah. 100% sorry 100% so I get the anxiety because I think some guys can kind of show their ass in a way and be kind of like oh like they want to chase it they want to chase you for it so they can be the first one to take it so you're kind of like a conquest like this is like a little badge for them not all guys by the way some guys some guys will be put off by that and I get that as well because some guys will be like no I don't want that I want someone who knows what they're doing blah 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 um but as Anna said sex is a journey having sex doing whatever that's a journey and you learn and you grow as you get older and more experienced um but I do think I think it comes down to I think you should say and if a guy says something stupid or something you don't like that's just a sound that you shouldn't have had sex with him and that's uh, that's for you you're dodging a bullet because mm-hmm. you don't want to have sex with somebody and then they say something dumb or they say something that you are feeling uncomfortable with whether it's treating you like a conquest, or I want to teach you A, B, and C, or I want to do this to you, I want to do that, whatever whatever your comfort level is, if they go outside of that, that's somebody you shouldn't be having sex with, and I feel like conversation and communication can reveal a lot of things about people, and you learn a lot of things, and then you can make an informed decision about whether you do want this person, you do want to have sex with this person, you do want that person for your first time, or whether you don't.
0: Yeah, I agree, I mean, I feel like it's, virginity is such a personal thing if you don't want to tell him don't tell him or her but if you um if you do then I think it's a good idea to I mean like Anna said like it's a journey and it's nice to feel like you're not alone and you know if he has had more experience than you he'll know to take it slow and you know you wouldn't have had as much experience as people he slept with before and so he knows like how to play it if that makes sense so I feel like all in all I don't know if it's like a one night stand, I understand why you wouldn't want to tell him because it's like, oh, you you've not had any experience, blah blah blah. You don't want to seem less experienced. But most of the time, guys don't really care. Like they might prefer it, but then that's just them, you know. Like basically what Leah said. But um, I think it's completely up to you. But all in all, I think it probably is a good idea to, to tell them because you'll feel more comfortable about it afterwards. Yeah um another question we had was bleeding on your first time do you bleed on your first time um don't know about you guys but I didn't and I gen I don't think I think it's a personal thing It's just about how your body reacts to stuff
2: I think everybody's
0: different yeah if you've like um already broken your hymen is it yeah I think that also it depends a lot on that but I don't think I don't think you
1: do or you could but yeah I think this is a really interesting point because going back to the point that we just discussed about everybody being different I think the worst thing we can do in this scenario is compare our different experiences not not in a like in a critical way like obviously it's really good to talk about it but I think you know I've I've had a different experience to many of my friends and I think when we speak about it we realize that how different we are and it makes us kind of appreciate our bodies individually and not put ourselves into this category of you know i'm the same as my friend or so and so and whatever but i think this isn't spoken about enough and i definitely think you know add it to the list of the things we weren't taught at school because i never i never knew this was a thing um and i don't think many people do so i think you know we need to maybe integrate it into our education system
0: Mm. and
1: i think it's important because again it's one of those things that's normalized. And it might indicate that there's a serious health problem, but it might not. It might be completely normal. So there's kind of two sides to this. Um, But I think the most important thing to remember is never compare your experience to someone else's in a critical way. Um, And everyone is different. So everyone's going to experience... All our bodies
0: react to the same thing differently. So, you know...
2: Definitely. there's There's no kind of rule book on what your body is supposed to do when it comes to sex with different people like with anybody there's no there's no rule book that we can kind of tell you that you're supposed to follow Hmm. um I think some people bleed some don't yeah what I will say is from like from stuff that I've read and like listened to on other podcasts is that it shouldn't be like intensely painful like some women have shared experiences like afterwards they couldn't walk it's like it it shouldn't be uncomfortable yeah but not like intensely painful that's no, it's not
0: like you need to go to A&E right now. Like,
2: yeah, no, no, be no. I mean like that. I, yeah, I, intense I, amount of pain, you need to say, okay, we need to change it up. We need to stop. We need to <sighs> adjust something. something. Yeah, I think it shouldn't be intensely
1: painful. I think the most important thing you just said there was if you are in pain, you need to get help. And I think this is something that women don't do enough, and men, I guess, as well, you know if if we have an intimate problem we tend to just kind of push it to one side and kind of suppress it and it can cause so many further health complications so if you do think you have a problem it's really important that you do seek medical advice don't feel embarrassed and you know you have your it's your body put your body first treat it as a kind of like self-help
0: if you like um, yeah your body it, is your it, holy grail so take look after yeah if, if body is like something's wrong listen to your body and take care of it because it's what's keeping you alive so yeah. yeah 100% um another question we had was from a queer girl she said I wish I knew how to tell when it's appropriate to flirt with a girl and when it's creepy so who wants to take this one <laughs> <laughs> um well I don't
1: think any of us are queer but we can all impart kind of some kind of opinion and thought on this um I think we can apply it to kind of the same like yeah
0: consent consent is always key consent yeah. is always key you're gonna know you're gonna know whether the girl is interested in you or not and the thing is with girls most the majority of the time you can tell if they're not interested so I mean, if they're turning away from you, if they're not responding to you, if they're not engaging in conversation, you know, this and that, um, they could be shy or they could literally just be really uninterested and you should be able to know that. I feel like um, as someone, if you're interested in girls, it's all about finding the like key points and how to tell if a girl's interested in you or not.
1: Yeah, I think it's the same kind of what we've, what I guess we've all experienced is, you know, you just I think you know in your heart and you know you get a feeling if someone's interested in you or not, and you can always read body language, body language, um, and kind of read behavior. Um, and I think it's really important, as we've mentioned, consent. You know, you'll know if you're doing something wrong, and you'll know something's creepy, and it's important then to kind of stop and kind of readjust your behavior. Um, so I think yeah. I think you've got to trust your instinct and never ever don't never ever ignore that feeling that you get in your gut when you know something's wrong don't ignore it because it will be wrong
2: yeah and I think I mean I also want to add to um obviously so it's important to kind of be able to like learn body cues and Um, body language and kind of interpret that and kind of understand, uh, infer rather than understand how people feel. But I do also understand that there are people that are going to have, that are going to be um, having maybe whether it's learn difficulties or social anxiety and they may have difficulty reading social cues, all of that kind of stuff. So I think if you are that person, um, whether you're on the autism spectrum, whatever it may be, you may have difficulty reading somebody's body language or understanding um, that without them verbally saying it just ask just say am I making you uncomfortable are you okay with me flirting with you are you queer just it's better to ask it's better to ask and
0: communication they- in every single situation of 100%. life is key One hundred and I 100%, 100% believe yeah. that if yeah. you want to know if she's uncomfortable or not ask her because you know if she likes that you're flirting with her she'll be like oh my god no like it's fine like I like this situation. If she is uncomfortable, she'll be like, I'm sorry, I'm just not interested. And then you're going to know. The only way you can really know if it's appropriate to flirt with a girl or anyone by that matter is by asking. And sometimes that can kill the mood a bit, but would you rather ask and be consensual or would you rather make someone feel uncomfortable? So that's
2: the question. I'd rather kill the mood. It's always better to kill the mood and know that you're not in the wrong then put yourself in a situation where you are sexually harassing somebody to be honest if someone Period.
0: asked me like do you feel okay with this i'd be so happy because i'm not yeah. used to it i'm not used to like a guy asking if i feel okay you know what i mean yeah. yeah i think this
1: is where the dynamic needs to change i think i mean from what we've been talking about we're all kind of on the same page about this but i think we we need to start opening up and having this conversation mm-hmm. and asking people in a like in a consensual manner like is it okay like is it okay if we continue this conversation or kind yeah. of is it okay, like by saying that you're gonna completely cut out any any side effects or any like
0: bad feeling between you and you'd rather say it than let like leave it unsaid if you like yeah okay next question. Someone has said, I wish I knew how to speak up for what I want in bed in the moment without being domineering. So... Ooh, I have a lot to say on this, actually. Come on, Anna. <laughs>
2: take it away. Take
0: <laughs> um, it away. I think,
1: Leo, you mentioned earlier briefly about kind of male dominance. And I think this is a thing that we're kind of waking up to a lot more now. Um, and how males kind of sexualise women and they think, you know, we're a possession. And by kind of like taking your virginity, they're taking something from us when it's as we said it's a social concept and I think women it sex is as much for the man as it is for the woman and this is what we're not taught in school we're not taught that you have sex for pleasure we're taught that you know you have sex for children which is which is true of course you do like that's how we're born but at the same time um it shouldn't be this kind of domineering thing and I think this is where what we were talking about a minute ago about having this conversation about what we want from this relationship is so important so I think you should not feel that you're being domineering at all because it's equal it's an equal thing and you both have
0: to get out of the relationship that what you want so yeah that's my opinion what what do you guys think if the guy or girl wait what was the question a guy no guy or girl
2: for what you want in bed
0: if you want if the person who you're sleeping with actually gave a shit about you they would want you to speak up and tell them what you like and what you want if you say oh I'd rather you do this and they continue not to do it get out of that bedroom right now and never have sex with them again if they don't care about what you want in bed why are you having sex with them this is it's a two-way street okay sex isn't just to pleasure a man it's to pleasure both of you so you know just say like don't have to be like bossy about it unless that's what they like I don't know but if I think just be like hey you don't even need to say hey because you're, you're already you're already, you're already in a vulnerable situation so just be like do you want to do this do you want to try something out and you know what guys love it the majority of guys that I've been with absolutely love it when a guy actually. When a girl tells them what they want because they know then that they're gonna be doing something right. Is that what to make if that makes sense?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think everything, all of this just boils down to communication. Communication really is key when you're having sex. Like
0: mm-hmm. not even just
2: sex, any kind of relationship. It's important to communicate when you're not happy with something, when you are happy with something, when you like this, when you like that. It's just imperative. And I feel like when when people communicate it avoids a lot of problems like if you communicate that you're not okay with something it stops it from from um boiling over into a bigger thing like you can just cut out so much nonsense if you just communicate with somebody openly and if you don't want to do it um like while you're in the act then have a conversation beforehand. Like that might be that might be something that makes you feel more at ease. Like whether you're just sitting down chilling. I don't know, maybe you want to get slightly intoxicated, have a drink, something like that. And then you start mm-hmm. thinking about what you like, what you don't like, find out what he likes, find out what he doesn't like. And you can talk about it. And then when it gets down to that time, you can go do your thing.
0: Have a ball. Have a great time. Because now, <laughs> now you've had a chat, now you know what you both like. And that's great. That's what sex is about. Like, it's not just like a, mechanical action like do what you both like to do do you know what i mean there's no rule book there's no rule
2: but there's no
0: we're not getting out
2: the the sex for dummies guys
0: yeah exactly go for it okay another question opinions on saving yourself till marriage when everyone else around you is losing their virginity who wants to start with this one um okay well i think it's hard I know it's hard, um, especially when you're getting a bit older and more and more people around you are no longer virgins, and you might feel like you're missing out. Um, but you have to remember the, re- the reason why you're saving yourself till marriage, because I mean, you can easily just go and shag the boy next door. Do you know what I mean? Um, maybe that's what I did. But um, I all will- <laughs> you can- <laughs> oh, for God's <fuck's> sake. <laughs> uh-huh you could just remember like you hold so much power within you by being the only one who actually wants to save themselves to a marriage like that is incredible and there are so many people who could never ever ever do that so it's such a special thing and if you really want to save yourself to a marriage just remember like what it means to you that's what I think anyway
1: Yeah I agree I think the most important thing in this situation is not to judge and not accept judgment as well I think you know this is a very personal thing it's a very personal aspect of like life and it's not like I don't think it should be seen as a rite of passage and I think we normalize the kind of like you have to have sex to be grown up I think it's so wrong um, and I think there's, there's absolutely no like harm in waiting until you're married if that's what you want. And if it's not what you want, then go ahead, but make sure you're being responsible. And I think that's the most important thing. And I had another point, but I've forgotten it. So Leah, you want to jump in?
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I think for me, I think the most important thing is consent and you doing what you want to do, um having sex, deciding to have sex, is a completely personal choice. Like, it is your body, it is your choice, 2,000%. So if you decide that you wanna wait and you wanna wait till marriage, that's 100% your decision. Um, other people around you shouldn't be judgmental of that and vice versa. You shouldn't be judgmental of them for not wanting to wait until marriage. Um, I don't think it makes you any a better person. I don't think it makes yeah. you any less of a person. I think it is purely just a personal decision. Um, And whether that's down to faith or um, just a personal choice, it's your choice. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. And um, I don't think you should look to other people as a way to how you should live your life, like just because somebody else it's like you know, when your mom says, "Like oh, if your friend jumps off a cliff, are you gonna go jump off after them?" Like yeah. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes <laughs> I want to have fun, okay. Sometimes I want to do something reckless. <laughs> Other times, no. Like it doesn't. It doesn't always have to be like that. And I feel like if you are around people who are kind of trying to get onto you, like oh, like why well, haven't you had sex yet? <laughs> they I, need to get a grip. Sorry. But, yeah. They need to get a
1: hobby.
0: They need to. They need to out more. The worst thing is when sex becomes someone's personality trait. 100%
2: yeah I agree 100% because you should be able to exist in a friendship group where people do different things like you may have people that haven't had sex you may have people who have, have, who have had sex you may have people that stroke that drink and smoke other people who don't drink and smoke you should all be able to exist together in a friendship and it be non-judgmental and be non-toxic if that's not the case need a new friendship. Group. oh
0: my god yeah if your friends are like telling you that you should have sex or, like, making fun of you, then drop them immediately.
1: I'm yeah, saying. I agree. And I actually remembered my point now. But <laughs> it's basically, like, sex isn't the be-all and end-all. It's not going to make you some, like, high... Like, it's not going to put you into the higher echelons of society. It's not going to, like, raise your social profile. And I think, like, I don't know about you guys, but at school it was, like, if you'd had sex, you were, like, one of the cool kids. And I just think, oh, get get a hobby get a life like get out more like what what was wrong with like going for a coffee and like having a picnic like why do we always have to focus like fun things and like growing up about sex like I think it's so much more than that I think now people grow up too quickly as well like what like why not go climb a tree go outside get some fresh air
2: go lie (laughs) in the grass go
1: shag climb a tree
2: (laughs) tree,
0: that's what you should take from this (laughs) A, the quote of today's podcast don't shag climb a tree see,
2: like just the most important thing I feel like to take away is that do not be judgmental and do not allow yourself to be judged like I think that's the that's the top 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 thing that I would say because I also think it is easy for the reverse to happen and the person who hasn't had sex always wanting to wait till marriage kind of becomes um, judgmental especially if you're in like a, a highly religious environment whether it be um Christianity or any other faith and um is kind of like looked on looked upon you with a certain level of judgment for having sex outside of marriage again all of this is completely your choice and nobody has the right to judge you by it and if they do you don't need them in your life
0: Yep. Okay, yeah. so there was one question that we weren't actually going to answer, but I just think we should because it's quite important. So what to do if he says he doesn't want to wear a condom? I'm just gonna keep it real quick and short. No. Drop don't him fuck now. Fuck um, Drop him now. If he if he if he would rather not have sex with you than wear a condom, then he clearly doesn't want to have sex with you that much. I'm sorry. It's not even a big deal. He needs to get a life, get a grip, everything under the sun, and you yeah. need to never speak to him again, and definitely not have sex with him. Yeah, without honestly, protection, without Preach. protection. Like, I, I could. No, go on, Anna.
1: No, I just this just really annoys me. Like, ah, uh, it honestly gets me going. <laughs> um, like, if 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 this is if that's what he says. I'm sorry i would been running nine miles in the opposite direction like oh put yourself God. first yeah. what has happened like wake up this is the person you should be prioritizing is you no one else like put yourself first in this situation if that's what he
0: says he's being selfish and his character interaction as well like into question because he must be I remember this was god how old I must have been maybe 17 18 and this guy was like um I never actually had sex with him but he was like yeah I'm not gonna wear a condom I'm not gonna wear a condom and because I was so young I felt like I had to justify him wearing a condom like coax him into it and yeah it was just I mean he ended up being rapist so that just shows doesn't it but anyways anyways uh, right. no just he's not a good person he doesn't care about your protection that's all I'm saying
2: definitely I think if you want to have unprotected sex with somebody then both of you need to be getting regularly regularly tested and you need to be sharing the results with each other um and I'm not going to say oh it has to be somebody that you're in a committed relationship to because you might not want to be in a committed relationship but the most important thing is to be getting regularly tested um and protected sex is always going to be safer than having unprotected sex but if it's a thing of you want him to wear a condom and he doesn't then you shouldn't be having sex go your separate ways there's men listen you're not going to be hard on for when it comes to finding someone to have sex with like it's not the, boot, the end or don't do don't ever do anything that you're uncomfortable with don't allow yourself to be pressured into doing something that you're uncomfortable with just walk the other way and go doesn't matter what he says just go He
0: doesn't care about you at all if he's not willing to wear condom when you've asked him to. Like, he's only having sex with you so that he can say he's had sex with someone. Like, he does not care about you or your worth or your value if this is the case. So just drop him now. Just, might be hard, but just drop him. Drop him. And if you're in a relationship with him, then that is even madder. Dump him. Like... Lace up those running shoes and run nine miles in the other direction. Exactly. So um, there are a few questions that uh, will be covered in the next couple episodes by a qualified specialist. Um, not because we can't answer them, but I just think sometimes it's just better from a specialist so that we know that we're giving out the best information we yeah. can. So some um, people had sent in um what they wish they'd learned when they were younger or what they wish they still knew now so we've got I wish I knew what the clitoris was is earlier which I knew what foreplay was as a queer girl I still wish I knew the first thing about how girls have sex wish I knew I didn't have to just follow boyfriend's leads when they thought we should have sex and these are all topics and many more but I just think um we're not really qualified to answer just so that you know we're giving out the best information that we can and we'll have a qualified specialist coming in the next few episodes and she will be revealed on our Instagram at what school. Haven't me- taught you. Hasn't taught you. <laughs> oh, wow, taught Um, but yeah, I think we should all go around and maybe say one thing we wish we could tell our younger self about sex. I think that's quite a nice idea. Leah, do you want to start?
2: So I was thinking, because I'm not like I'm not mad at my sexual journey, like I'm not too mad at it. But one thing I will say is that I feel like when it comes to like masturbating and like the shame that's put on women, everybody's lying. They all do it. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. Girls, girls are masturbating. Like they tell you they're not they're fucking lying. They're, lying. they're lying. They're lying. They're lying. They're lying. Like when boys yeah. started doing it, girls started doing it. It's not embarrassing. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, and yeah, don't like, you know, some people, they have like that internalized shame and like, you see women talk about it all the time. Don't let it get to you. Like, just do- no. That's
0: just internalized misogyny. To be honest.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent.
2: Don't let the internalized misogyny uh, choke you. Just have fun because it's fun. So yeah.
1: Anna, come on. Oh God, uh, there's so many things, but I'm gonna go with the the kind of one that sticks in my head the most is that don't be pressured by anyone else or society um, to have sex or to kind of expand your sexual journey. Like, take it at your own pace. Like, you are your own person and don't don't feel that you have to do something just because your friends have you know as we've said you know like if your friend jumped off a cliff would you jump off a cliff like yeah maybe sometimes I would but you know other times I don't want to and I think it's really important to kind of yeah set those personal barriers with yourself and set you know set your own goals you know you don't have to follow what anyone else does and I think I wish school had kind of outlined that a bit more because I mean at school we just we just weren't taught about anything like that like you weren't taught that sex was for pleasure and or anything along the lines of that so I think yeah that's that's what I think Melissa. what do you think
0: um if I was to tell my younger self one thing about sex I would say if he tries to coerce you into sex that's still rape and if you still have sex with him because he's begged you to like that's essentially rape and you need to do something about it um yeah I mean if a guy if you're telling a guy I don't want to have sex with you like I'm in a bad mood like I don't want to do it right now and he keeps begging you he's essentially a rapist like a girl says no or I'm not feeling it or blah 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 anything along those lines she just wants to go home like she doesn't or just chill and lay there she doesn't want to have sex with you so I think I would just tell younger Malika like it's okay to say no like and I think I would tell anyone listening that um it's okay to say no like you never have to say yes whatever the circumstance if it's his birthday if it's if he's had a bad day if this that that um if all he wants to do is have sex because he's just had a rubbish day no if you don't want to then don't you know it's such a vulnerable thing for women so just it's okay to say no basically that's what i would tell myself i think that's
1: i think that is such a powerful note to end on and you know we've raised some really important issues in this and please feel free to reach out to us if you have any further questions um and we really hope you've enjoyed our first episode everyone um yeah it's crazy it's just (laughs) been it has been such a journey um this next episode We'll be having a guest, as Malaika mentioned, to answer some of your questions that we're really not qualified to answer. Um, And hopefully keep an eye on our Instagram um, for the announcement. Um, And yeah, I've been Anna Fox. I've been Leah Hodge.
0: And I've been Malaika Ganguly, and we really, really hope you enjoyed our first episode. Please uh, message us on Instagram about how you felt about it. If we could change anything, we're always up for constructive criticism. It's also our first podcast episode. So we're always looking to make it better for you guys. So thank you so much for listening, everyone.
2: Um, just to repeat, our Instagram handle is what school hasn't taught you.
0: Yeah, don't one listen word. to what I said before.
2: <laughs> yeah, all one word no underscores, no full stops, no nothing, just all one word on Instagram. And yeah, our DMs are open. Message us, if there's any questions, topics, ideas, all that.
0: This is a safe space for everyone. So if you feel like you can't go anywhere else, else, we're always always here uh, to help. So yeah, treat us like your older sisters. Yeah. Okay, great. (laughs) Okay, thanks guys. Bye. Bye. (laughs)